Hello, everyone. I'm so happy you're here. Thank you for tuning in to the Modern Psychic Podcast. I'm your host, Naomi Haig. Let's get magical. Hello, Danielle. How are you today? Hi, Naomi. I am doing really well. Thank you. How are you today? I'm doing amazing. Thank you. So this is Danielle Rosado. Uh, She's an intuitive business astrologer, which I'm super excited about. I um, met you on Facebook and I don't even know how I think I went down a rabbit hole of comments one time on someone else's feed and you had commented about something and I was like, okay, I want to be friends with her. And so (laughs) I I reached out and started following your stuff. And then, yeah, I was like, okay, I would love to have an astrologer on here because I've always been interested in astrology. Astrology has always resonated with me personally, but yeah, also to introduce my audience to astrology and all the fun things that are available for that. So yeah, thank you for being on. Uh, Can you go into, start with going into kind of a background story of how you you personally got into astrology and and you call yourself an intuitive business astrologer and so I'm assuming that astrology isn't the only thing that you're into (laughs) (laughs) for sure yeah of course so I love this question because I try to like think back as far as I can of when is the first time I was like falling in love with astrology and I always kind of transport back to like 13, 14 year old Danielle. And I was in like the back of my best friend's like family car. And we were actually on our way to a family vacation. And I had a book that was, you know, all about, you know, horoscopes and sun signs. And uh, me and my best friend, whose also name is Danielle, we were just, you know, reading about our signs. So I am a Pisces sun. She is a Leo. So we were just, you know, kind of learning about those two and just exploring. And of course, you know, falling in love with all of the like, you know, accuracy of the characteristics and the traits. So that's like the first time I remember kind of like being invited into knowing about what does it mean to be a Pisces? And then, you know, growing up with my mom, who is a Pisces rising, you know, she's very psychic and intuitive. So she introduced me into the world of psychics. And I always thank her for that because she was always so like welcoming into that world and like normalized it for me. So I remember, you know, just getting my palm read and like, you know, having just like those types of experiences as a, as a kid, as a teenager, you know, just hearing about the possibility of a future for me and, you know, what the letter, the initial of my future husband would be. And, you know, just like all of these like really uh, fantastical kind of elements to life, which is, of course, my Pisces is very drawn to that. So ever since I can remember, it's always just kind of been like, a part of my world. I've always just wanted to explore a little bit deeper of, you know, how does this all work and what does this all mean? So, you know, it wasn't until I was, you know, probably around like 24, 25. So really like it's about to be like eight, nine years now um, that I've been really learning more about like, okay, it's not just about your sun sign, right? And understanding those deeper parts to your chart. And I really didn't get introduced into that until, you know, maybe my mid twenties when I was just learning about how to work with the moon. That was really what it came down to. I started my first love affair with the moon Um, and I still very much have it. (laughs) Um, It's just this really beautiful understanding that, you know, it's not just about the cycles of the moon. Um, That was how I started. It was like, oh, there's a new moon and there's a full moon every month. I get it. Okay. But what do I do with that information? How does that work? So for me, it was more just like understanding the new moon was to set intentions for the next six months. And then the full moon is to reflect on the last six months. And once I kind of like started my own uh, data of that, you know, kind of collecting some of like the, okay, on the new moon on this day, I'm going to write a journal entry 
of everything that's going on in my life at that current moment. And then looking back on that day, six months later, the reason for that is because we're not just talking about the cycles. We're talking about the fact that the new moon will be in a specific sign for that day. And then six months later, when it's the full moon in that sign, there's correlations to that. There's like connections to that cycle. So that was my first like, whoa, there's like a bigger like thing happening. I want to understand the signs. I want to know how this all works. Where does this connect to me on a personal level? Um, Not just on like a generalized understanding of like the Zodiac, but really starting to see, oh, you know, Sagittarius is a specific place in my chart. Here's like, you know, a deeper knowing that this is influencing me in my own unique way. So this obviously, as you know, it just becomes this beautiful rabbit hole that you just kind of start going down. (laughs) But it did, it took like some time. Like it wasn't, you know, this, um, I understood it from the very, very beginning. It was just like warming me up into the world. But it was always like, I had an understanding of the language, even if I heard an astrologer kind of speak in the terminology, because of course there's so many different words that a lot of people can maybe feel like it's a different language because it, it very much is. It's it's, right. it's, a, it's its own language. So it was interesting because I just, I, I, I understood it. You know, when you're just like, yeah, I don't really know what you're saying, but for some reason I resonate. That was really what showed up. And then um, the more that I just heard it and I was immersing myself in that language, it's kind of like as if you go to Spain and you just start picking up on Spanish. Like that was very much what happened for me. I just started really like integrating what these, you know, words mean and how this shows up. So, um, you know, with all of that, the story goes a lot deeper, but I believe that my real first awakening in relation to like actually seeing it in real life and understanding like how this is influencing me is when I was in Thailand. So I always tell this part of my story because this was when I had my huge like ego death of who I'm supposed to be or what my path was into entrepreneurship. Um, I went to Thailand to teach English for six months. And it was my first time away from everything I've ever known, completely by myself across the world. Um, I was going through a lot of grief, unfortunately, with my family, uh, with my dad and my brother passed away. So I was kind of like finally catching up to all of the repressed emotions and things that I felt like I was kind of distracting myself with when I was still home. And I gave myself that full permission in Thailand to just really like soul search and, you know, feel everything I need to feel and express whatever I need to express. And during that time, every single day I was listening to an astrologer and they were, his name was the Leo King. And I'll always say like who he is because he's on YouTube He's not for everybody. I'm not going to lie. He definitely has a very Leo energy. Um, does he Does he usually have like a big lion in the background? Yes. Okay. And he I has like spiky I, hair. Yeah. Blonde. Yeah. I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> he is so extra. And like, he is. <laughs> he, and I don't know why. I mean, I do know why. I recognize <laughs> that I have Leo placements that I was like, oh, this is the one. I like this guy. But he, That's he awesome. It, what I loved about it is that he made it very like down to earth. And he also was talking about like world events and how things are connected. So it was, again, just kind of really bridging this, like, this isn't just this like out there esoteric thing. Like this is a reflection of literally everything that kind of shows up in our world. He was really encouraging, of course, with that Leo energy, like, you know, empowerment, you can do anything, really activating me to really just be who I'm meant to be, right? And like, not necessarily, you know, going according to what I thought I was supposed to be doing. So at the time, I really was just so unhappy teaching, you know, I was like in the public school system. And obviously teaching English is like a whole other ballgame that was really just like 
a learning experience. And I was just like, this isn't it. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I am so confused. And I was just having a whole meltdown of like an identity crisis. Like, I don't feel at home anywhere. Like, am I supposed to go back to New York? Am I supposed to keep traveling? Like, what am I supposed to do? And I felt that like the only thing that made sense to me was astrology. So once I really like started like getting to understand my chart, the rest is history. It just became this really beautiful um, sharing of the language, sharing what I'm learning. And then I built an entire business from it. And the more I got into business, the more I learned the link between astrology and business. And then it started to becoming my own uh, practice, like my own channel of how I am meant to be of service to people. So, yeah. Oh, wow. That's an amazing story. I love all of that. And it's so cool that at, you know, e even in our 20s, we're still young, right? And so, you know, but at that age, you still gave yourself, like you said, permission to go and, you know, figure, figure your own stuff out. It's like, I know, you know, I, I'm too bombarded here at home with all the things that just happened. Like I need to give myself some space and some time. And so you were already self-aware of what you needed and you followed it, even though it was probably really scary and, <laughs> yeah, and all sure. of that. But how, would you say that that's something that you still continue like in your life is just, you know, I listen to myself. I, I say, this is what I need right now. And whether it's practical or not, like I follow it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's the, that's the part of when I call myself an intuitive astrologer, right? Where it's like, even during readings where it's like, Ooh, I don't know why I'm feeling a pull to say this, or, you know, it may be like almost a little, not out of context, but just kind of like, you know, its own message or its own thing. And I've just learned to really trust whatever that is. And so to me, I think the best thing that I've learned about that experience is like just giving myself permission to be wrong right mm -hmm. like to know that you know even if I went to Thailand and I had an incredible experience and it was like I mean I did I absolutely did don't get me wrong Thailand is beautiful and I of course like left there with so much wisdom and like learning how to really like trust myself in an in a whole new country by myself as a woman, I felt that that was really like brave and strong and it was, it was amazing. But also in that, I know that even if I had that experience, let's say like, and it didn't turn me into entrepreneurship at that time, I do recognize that like my soul was literally destined for that change. So I recognize like it would have happened sooner or later, you know, yeah. <laughs> like it's just like, it's a part of your life path. So it's really just listening to those nudges and knowing like when it's that divine time, it's going to happen, right? And it's just mm -hmm. like giving yourself space to just like see where that leads. To me, I never really think anything is gonna be a wrong choice, but there may be a redirection or a pivot in between. And it's always like one step closer to where you're meant to be. That's how I see it. Yes, I totally agree with that. I love that. And would you say that you were able to give yourself permission more because you had the upbringing from like, especially from your mom of like, you have to listen, you have to listen, you know, um, as opposed to maybe other people that have been told, you know, what are you doing? Don't do it that way. What's, you know, what's your problem? What You're crazy, you know, like, Absolutely. I tell her that all the time. You know, I remember that call when I was telling her, mom, I think I'm going to go to Thailand. And because at the time I had a teaching job in New York, I got my teacher license. I, it was my first year teaching. And even though I technically wasn't a lead teacher, I was a teacher assistant. I was still in the system. And like, I was, you know, creating that foundation already. So mm -hmm. that was the biggest thing because I had an apartment. 
you know, I had a second job. I was bartending um, at a restaurant and I had my teaching job. So I had a whole life, you know? And Mm -hmm. so that was the biggest thing that I was like, mom, I feel like there's just this, this thing that's telling me to go to Thailand and teach English, et cetera. And it was her like encouragement, like, yeah, yeah. And she was like, when are you going? And I was like, (laughs) I think I'm going in September. She's like, okay, we have to figure everything out. Like she didn't question me. And I definitely believe that that was the biggest, like, oh, okay, this is possible. This isn't just me being like, you know, a dreamer. Like this is, you know, really, this is accessible. And, you know, she does have like Sagittarius placements. So she loves that element of like, you know, exploration and, you know, what could be, even if it's unknown. So I think that that also very much helped. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So cool. And um, so I'm glad you started talking about placements because I want to get into not only what you teach your clients, but even for, you know, people listening that maybe kind of understand a little bit of astrology, you know, you usually know what your sun sign is um, and you can get your birth chart, you know, for free and all that. And so what do you usually suggest to people that are first kind of getting into it that want to know themselves more and know how, I guess, to best operate, you know, with their birth chart? Like, where do you start for them? Yeah, for sure. So thankfully, astrology is becoming so much more mainstream. That's like, not just the zodiac sign anymore. Yeah. So everyone's familiar with their zodiac sign. And it's actually really funny. One of the girls who's in my membership, just on the summer solstice the other day, found out that she's not a Pisces, that she's an Aries. And the The reason for this, and this is something that I've learned through the lens of actually pulling up birth chart, is that sometimes people kind of identify their zodiac sign through, let's say, a horoscope book or something that tells you from this day to this day, you're a Pisces, right? But that actually sometimes can, you know, um, be a little different, right, depending on the year. So it does depend on like your time zone and like the Northern hemisphere, the Southern, like, so it's so funny because she was born on the very first day of Aries, but she, her whole life thought she was a Pisces. So this is where some people are like, wait, what? Having a whole identity crisis. Um, Because when you pull up your birth chart, uh, your Zodiac sign is your sun sign. So the sun in astrology is related to health. It's very much, you know, how your divine, like, you know, expression of even like connection to the ego, your attachments to who you are and what you like. And it's very like magnetic. Like I love the sun sign because it is the most um, relatable to people. They can say with their personality traits, as you may, but There are two other components that I always like to help people with when it comes to like seeing the fuller picture beyond before we go into like all the other parts, because, you know, that's when it gets a little bit more layered. So there is the sun sign and then there is the moon sign. So the moon is, you know, more closely linked to their inner world, their emotions, their emotional needs, how they desire to be nurtured, how they nurture others. And really just like everything related to their intuition, like we're talking about. Mm -hmm. So their moon sign is really going to probably blow their minds (laughs) if they don't know (laughs) it. Um, I know it blew mine. Like, wait, that makes so much sense when I What's your moon sign? I'm a Leo moon. Oh, Leo moon. Okay. (laughs) So I was attracted to the Leo king. Like, yeah. And then with the rising sign, um, the rising sign is depicted by the time you were born. So there are people who don't actually know the time they were born. And I just wish at this time of our lives that we can just have this record somewhere online, easy to access with, you know, technology these days, it should be that way. And I hope it will be soon. But knowing that the time you were born is going to pull up your entire chart. And that's going to um, show you the rising sign, which is more related to um, kind of like the evolution of yourself. The rising sign is how other people 
see you and how you see the world. So it's like this beautiful, like what you're growing into over time. Your rising sign is something that, you know, every year when it's, let's say the rising sign season. So for me, I'm a Leo rising. So every time it's Leo season, it's like this beautiful rebirth that happens around that time that you are really just in your becoming, right? It's like the new chapter. So I always treat it like a birthday, (laughs) you know? I like that. Yeah. Very cool. So since it's, oh wait, it's Gemini season now and then cancer's coming up. Okay. So I'm like, I'm a cancer rising. So I guess we're in that right now. Oh, we are in that right now. I was like, I thought we were, but then I was, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So So, the summer solstice always initiates cancer season. So yeah. Oh, right, right. Okay, Mm -hmm. cool. I think for me, I've been more in my shell, but now I I don't, you know, now that you're saying that, like the evolution, like Mm -hmm. I'm coming out of my shell more, but I'm also getting a little more snappy, like (laughs) (laughs) with my claws. It's just like, yeah, I don't care anymore. (laughs) I'm not going to be like, I'm not going to be as nice or, you know, tread lightly. I'm an an Aries son, so it's not like I'm super nice anyway, but uh, pleasant, (laughs) I guess. But but if there's something I have to say, I'll say it. But now my cancer rising is kind of meeting up with that Aries son and like, eh, go ahead and say it. Like, what the crap, you know, who cares if, if their feelings are hurt? Like, yeah snap yeah just like you try to be nice but nope nope. okay well there you go (laughs) yeah yeah that is so great I love that yeah and and everybody can go on and see that that's something that they usually give you right off is here's your Mm -hmm. sun sign here's your rising sign here's your moon sign Mm -hmm. and then you know you can get into going and google you know and and get more information about each of those signs and what they represent, right? For sure. Yeah. Um, one thing that I do with my clients who are like just beginning and they want to learn how to pull up their chart and I can give you this link just so, you know, people can have it. Um, I do like using astro charts.com because, uh, that website will pull up their chart, but it will also, you can see all of the signs in English. So it's going to say Sagittarius, Gemini, et cetera. It's not going to be like in the glyphs because that's where people sometimes are like, I don't know what I'm looking at, which is totally understandable, right? Right. It's Um, just a symbol instead of what the name is. (laughs) Exactly. So it tells you through the names and then the whole, like it's completely free the whole website chart will break it down. I'll say sun in Aries, you know, uh, rising in uh, cancer, or I may say ascendant because ascendant and rising is the same thing. So, so yeah. And it'll tell you like all of the different planets and what the signs are. And yeah, it's really well organized. So for anyone who's like totally beginning, they can do that there. Right. And going into business, um, there's a lot of people listening that are entrepreneurs. And so how do you incorporate astrology into business? Yeah. Okay. So this is where it got really fun. I remember (laughs) that day as well, when I had like the aha moment and I felt like I can take over the world. Uh, (laughs) uh, Seriously, it's really like a cheat code. It's pretty insane. So The cool thing about your birth chart is, you know, it's really going to show you all that makes up who you are. So I started relating each of the planets with, I always think of them as people, you know what I mean? Like that's, Mm -hmm. that's the way I see it to kind of make it relatable. So if I'm looking at Mercury, right, like your Mercury placement, which everyone relates to with our mind, our thoughts, our ideas, our communication, et cetera. I see that as like content, you know, that's your expression, that's your voice, that's the way that you're meant to be relating with your clients. And it can, like the sign that it's in is also going to help me understand like the type of client that you may want to start speaking to. So if anyone is ever curious about what, who is my ideal client and how do I, you know, kind of speak directly to them? 
I would look to their mercury placement. I would also look to, you know, the type of content it could be. Um, meaning like, are you better at writing? Should you be on video? Should you have a podcast? Like, you know, should you maybe work with someone else like to either do some type of interview style or even a business partner? Um, all of these things can be through the lens of just one placement. But of course, when I'm looking at the chart, it's this beautiful dance and like connection with everything else. So it's really multi-layered. I can help them strategize their business, um, you know, create their offers, help them see, are you better with working with people one-on-one? Are you better with working them in a group? Is the group meant to be big? Is it meant to be intimate? Um, you know, what are some even ideas in relation to like how you're going to help them? You know, so if I was to, let's say, give an example, I was looking at this girl's chart a few days ago and I thought it was so cool. She was a Libra rising. She had, you know, a lot of like planets in the eighth house, which is uh, the house of traditionally ruled by Scorpio. And she had like, you know, a bunch of placements in the 10th house of career. Point is, when I'm looking at all of this, the immediate thing I thought was, what do you do? I didn't, I had no idea who she was. And this is my favorite part when I'm just kind of intuitively seeing what you could be doing based off of your chart. And I was like, yeah. are you some type of relationship counselor? Or do you help like, you know, couples kind of, you know, dive deeper into their intimacy and, you know, et cetera. Like I was kind of like picking up on like a family therapist or a couple's therapist and her eyes widened. And she's like, no, but that's what I want to do. And, you know, and I was like, oh girl, that's like totally what I saw. Right. And so, you know, again, I'm not just looking at one piece, but one piece can kind of give me a bigger picture, but I'm seeing how it all flows together and how you could really just like, you know, create that sense of confidence in what you could be doing, what your unique magic is. And the other part of this that really just takes it home is there's timing within astrology. So there's always going, like the planets are always constantly orbiting around the sun. They're always in movement. So that's why they're called transits because they're in transition. So mm -hmm. with that, we know that when they're transiting, it's going to be influencing our chart in a very unique way. So with that piece, now I can tell them, okay, this is like the energy of what is showing up for you right now. This is the area of your life that's going to be influenced. And this is how you can, you know, launch that project. I can give you the exact day of when you could be launching a project. Um, I can tell you a day you would make the most sales on um, that week or that month. Um, you know, really just like kind of crafting like a map of everything. And this is when people really are just like, whoa, how did you do that? Because then the day comes, I completely forget what I tell anyone because right. yep. I'm just on to the next. I'm in my Same. own world, you know, <laughs> completely forget. And, you know, my channel is so unique just to that moment. And then I just, you know, kind of clear my energy from that person and I move on. You have to, <laughs> I have to, I can't, it's too yeah messy and you know busy in my mind if I don't so then uh yeah then they'll come back you know a month later Danielle how did you do that like you told me to do this on this day or you told me this would show up and here's the thing like I'm not a sugarcoating astrologer like I'm gonna like let people know hey I wouldn't do something on this day or you know I like here's maybe something to just be aware of. I'm, I'm also never a fear mongering astrologer. So I'm not going to instill like, this is going to happen. Like, cause it's just literally not true. Like there's so many different ways that one transit can show up. And to me, I'm more related to like how you can actually navigate it. Like what you can do to be more proactive with that energy. Don't just like fall into victim mindset and be like, okay, I guess I can't do anything. And like putting the power into the, the universe. Like, no, like you have free will. And that's the beauty of astrology and also the beauty of our intuition when it's like, we can really listen to ourselves of what's showing up for us during that time. So, so yeah, so I just kind of give them both the shadow and the empowerment of what could be and how they can work with it. 
that's the beauty of what I do with, with business owners, especially because I feel like there's so many ebbs and flows, ups and downs, you know, it's a beautiful, uh, like I say, sometimes it feels like a plant medicine journey that we go on sometimes. <laughs> it's, just like, it's just like, who am I? What am I doing? <laughs> Questioning everything. Questioning, having an existential crisis all the time. Yep, yep. Yeah, I, yeah, I totally agree with that. <laughs> and so I've got two other questions. I was getting an astrology reading from someone and she told me that astrology is balanced. So even if you have like difficult placements, you know, within your chart, like there's there, even though it might, you know, traditionally be difficult, like there can also be equally good that come that comes through that. And it's just a matter of how that energy moves, or even like you said, maybe how you navigate it to, to benefit you, you know, if it's like, okay, well, this is going to be more of um, a possibility around this time for it to go this way. But Mm -hmm. if you do it in a different way, you know, than what what you normally do, you can navigate it and, and, and it can give you a a more positive outcome before. Would, do you agree with that? 100%. Yes. So there's definitely duality in our charts, right? And that's the beauty of even just looking at one of your placements and understanding it. So I'll give an example. Um, you know, I definitely have some quote unquote difficult placements, right? And I've learned that, you know, throughout my life, I know the exact times when I was living through the shadow of some of those placements, when I was playing more into like, you know, woe is me, bad things happen to me all the time. I don't understand. Like, am I punished? Like, does God not like me? <laughs> like, you know, just going through my own, like, you know, experience. <laughs> <laughs> but now I see the superpowers in even those like, you know, placements considered difficult because I've learned some of the like techniques and how I can, like you say, balance with some of the other traits that are incredible. And, you know, even with that, so for instance, like I have Venus in the eighth house. Let's just put that out there, right? The eighth house is considered a karmic house, right? There's a lot of, you know, um, relationships to endings, possibly loss, grief there. But there's also, you know, a lot of intimacy, shared resources, and really just like this beautiful, um, just like opportunity to receive from that space as well. So I've learned, yes, in my relationships with Venus in the past, I've created a lot of trauma bonds. (laughs) There was a lot of, um, you know, karmic partnerships that I would get myself into or get entangled in, right? And with that, I can see that through Venus being in the eighth house. But I can also see Venus in the eighth house as a possibility of marrying someone who is really wealthy. And I'm sharing resources with him. And he, you know, I'm kind of receiving his assets and his, you know, um, wealth and and abundance, which is basically exactly where I'm at right now, right? Like, I'm, <laughs> so, so with me, Girl, I'm like, I learned, I learned how to do this. <laughs> I was like, oh wait, I could just call this in a little differently, and you know, not to say that's the only reason I'm with them, but you know, it's right. like a beautiful bonus. So. <laughs> It's just so funny because, you know, there are parts of this where, of course, some people may be like, oh, this is my placement. So this is my life. Like it's as as if it's permanent and there's nothing we can do with it. And it says, and that's where I'm like, nope, never box yourself in, you know, even with this partner who I'm with now, like, you know, there's elements that I'm still learning how to alchemize some of my past, you know, things with him, but there's so much magic that is available in the eighth house that I think that we have to also recognize we're growing with these placements, you know, we're learning just through experience all the time. And so it really is, like you said, in the beginning, being self-aware, you know? Um, So for me, like this practice of astrology is a beautiful self-awareness tool, you know, seeing your patterns, seeing what showed up in the past, 
but also knowing that you can shift that, you can, you know, alchemize that. It's nothing that's telling you this is your life forever. So that's just not true. Yeah. I love that because, you know, I know like, again, for me as an Aries, um, every time I listen to, you know, the, what's going on with astrology now and, and then they start talking about Mars and they're like, oh, Mars is, is here now. And Mars is a malefic planet. So here's all the bad things. And I'm like, I love Mars. Yeah. <laughs> like that's my I love planet. Mars like, too. We're, we're not that bad. Like it's not that bad. <laughs> I love it. I am so fooled <laughs> by Mars. So this is a fun yeah. thing. And this is something that might be a little bit advanced, but every day of the week is ruled by a planet. So oh. Yeah, so that's fun. So I can go over it very quick because there's only seven of them. So Monday is ruled by the moon. Okay. Tuesday is ruled by Mars. Wednesday is ruled by Mercury. Thursday is ruled by Jupiter. Um, Friday is ruled by Venus. Saturday is ruled by Saturn. That's why it's called Saturday. (laughs) And then Sunday is ruled by the sun. So... So it's really funny because I've learned how much Mars is a part of my life It's because I was born on a Tuesday, which is ruled by Mars and Mars is in my 10th house of career. So I've learned a lot about him to just really understand my, you know, way I'm supposed to show up in business. And yeah, Mars is an activator. I think Mars is really just, you know, that power center, almost like your solar plexus, right? It's like, really feeling confident in like the actions you're taking and charging forward, like chariot and the tarot energy, right? Just like going for it. Right. So, yeah. yeah. And that's one thing that I've learned just in, you know, my limited studies of astrology is that every planet, you know, it, some of them are considered benefic. So they're, you know, nicer or, you know, calmer and others are malefic. So, you know, they cause friction at times or you know um like you said you know uh, activations and um, mm-hmm. which might not be so pleasant because that's where change occurs you know it's when we get out of our comfort zone to do something different that's better for us but i've also learned that with every planet you know there's good and bad with every single one of them right like they mm-hmm. can you know and again it just depends on your energy and how you're navigating it and you know, maybe a little bit with the alignments, you know, if it's in, it's, if it's in a harder alignment, then yeah, you might be more prone to certain actions if you don't watch out or if you don't, if you're not conscious about that, you know, being a thing, but it's just kind of like going into, you know, a like a store or something, you know, it's like, well, if you go into a candy store, you're more likely to buy candy (laughs) than to just go look. Right. (laughs) But if you go into a health food store, you're less likely to buy candy. (laughs) So, you know, it's it's just, okay, we're navigating and we're going into this hard alignment. Mm -hmm. And so it's going to feel, you know, if you, if you're considered or if you're trying to focus on health goals, then you're going to go into a candy store. So it's still up to you on how you decide to navigate that. But we're just showing you that the way things are lined up, you know, you're more likely to go this other route if you're not conscious. And so just being conscious, Mm -hmm. then you can still stay on your goals. You can still stay in good energy, but we're just telling you, you know, this is where we're headed right now. And so just kind of be careful or you know yeah. <laughs> there's some rocks in the road so be more alert you know yeah. when you see those you'll have to maybe maneuver a little bit more but it's still very doable to stay in alignment and on track with where you're headed and so that's just kind of what and, and I love that you you kind of made them uh people like each planet yes. like people I'm like I love that idea because that's that's awesome <laughs> that's it yeah, so I'll, sometimes it depends on the sign, but de- Mars, you know, may be a little bit more of like, you know, depends on the sign. Like if I was to look at like Mars and Aries, you know, do you have Mars and Aries? Yep. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In my 10th house. <laughs> yeah. So like, I would, I mean, don't feel offended by this, but this is very much just like me playing with the archetypes, right? It's like right. Mars and Aries might be a little bit more like a bro, you know, like, like he's kind of just like, 
I don't know, not frat boyish, but you know, he's really just like some someone who's sporty, you know, he's really sporty. He's really just like, you know, he More like his masculine energy. Yeah, like- <laughs> very masculine energy, very um, yeah, just bro. That's the way I can describe it. <laughs> everyone yeah. will everyone will relate. But yeah, so with that, I personally think that um what you were talking about, I don't want to lose my train of thought when um you were saying oh the navigation that's the part that i find the most amusing sometimes so i do have my mars in gemini and i have a, i have a leo placement so i'm really lighthearted you know like i like to laugh at things because i can't take life too seriously if i start doing that then i spiral so for me <laughs> i like to laugh things off so knowing astrology when i know what could happen or what could be And let's say I find myself in that pattern where maybe if I see Mars as taking action, he could also be reaction, right? Mm -hmm. So if I find myself reacting to something, even though I know very consciously that it's (laughs) happening, then I just, I'm not so surprised. Then it's more like, ha ha, look at me. Like, you know, that's so Mars of Gemini of me. And I (laughs) I just kind of like, you know, it, it takes this weight off of like, there's something wrong with me or taking it so personally. It's like, mm. no, this has, sometimes it's really has nothing to do with you, right? Our egos are so funny sometimes. It's like, it's just what's happening, right? It's just what's yeah. going on up in the sky. So just kind of, you know, take it for what it is and and really just try to build a relationship with it. And Maybe hopefully you won't take it so like, oh my gosh, you know, why is this happening? And it's more just, you know, knowing it's temporary. That's the best way to describe it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, when I get triggered and then I start to just only see red and that's all I see, then I have to remind myself like, oh, okay, you got to calm down. Yes. <laughs> just a natural reaction for me sometimes it's like oh we're gonna fight let's go like I'm ready like and all I see is red and then I'm like like all right let's all right. calm this down but yeah. I don't yeah it's just I just mm-hmm. know myself and so sometimes mm-hmm. that happens depends on the trigger and you know yes. how much I really care about whatever it was that triggered me because <laughs> yes. usually exactly. it's an injustice right like I'm fighting for somebody or cause or something and yes. so if I see something that's like oh I hate it when that happens like it's you know I, I do for a minute it's just like red and I'm like ah, like yeah <laughs> like calm but I'm like okay Naomi like you know how you are so mm-hmm. like and but but then I know I've you know been able to figure out what's the best way to calm down to get back in alignment get back refocused and like and now what do I want to do about it I'm still gonna do something about it I might not fight you I might not share your head <laughs> off like I wanted to <laughs> yeah <laughs> or yell at you but I'm gonna still do something mm-hmm. and it's you know mm-hmm. and and I'm quicker to do it because that's my initiator like I'm already in that and it's just like all right mm-hmm. let's do something you know and so yeah, yeah that's I love I love how astrology is in that respect where it just gives you a blueprint of you know what you're kind of set up as but it can it's still a choice you know like in the end we all still have a choice and it's still an evolution like you said you know it's not something in stone and Mm -hmm. it's just different layers you know it's like oh well you know yeah when I was younger I was a feisty ram like I go ahead but everybody you know (laughs) yeah anyone anyone that you know wanted to argue like oh let's go like it's like oh girl yeah I'm good at this this is fun let's do it (laughs) yeah my Mars and Gemini can argue all day I would be like the angry typer you know and you're like the the keyboard person like (laughs) that was me like oh it would just come through so much that's the thing about both of our Mars placements, if we are in those spaces, it's so funny because it's so quick, so hot, and so like in the moment, but then it just like leaves just as quick. Like, yeah. you know, we get over it. We're like, okay, <laughs> I'm just gonna go like eat my yogurt now. Like, and it's like, dude, you just are so mean to that person. Like what? <laughs> and it's like, okay, off to the next thing. So we're also not really the type to like hold on to grudges unless of course you have something else in your chart that may reflect that but yeah like 
there are elements to that where we're just kind of like that was just in the moment now I'm just I'm over it like you know yeah yeah for sure and I wanted to ask one more thing really quick um so in astrology is is there like something that we can look at that's kind of showing us a life path or you know like okay here's what we're going to experience throughout life or you know anything like that is that the north node or is that something else yeah for sure I was just gonna say it's definitely the north node okay (laughs) yeah so you're already on it can you explain that a little bit of course yeah the north node to me is probably one of the most important placements in your chart to really understand um like your destiny and like you said your life path so it relates to you know kind of the north star of your life so if you were to look at the north node in your chart it looks like a little horseshoe if you ever pull up your chart and if you go on astro-charts.com like i said it'll say north node in and it'll tell you the sign um that is going to be something in your life that is not so familiar it's something that we're learning how to master in this lifetime mm-hmm. and We are a little challenged by it, but once we kind of overcome those challenges and really learn how to be more like that sign, as you can say, um, that's when your life starts to align in all the right places. And if you go a little further, it's also going to be in an area of your life. So it will be in a specific house, which is there's 12 houses in astrology. And that area of your life is also what you're meant to grow into and learn how to do in this lifetime. So for me, I'll give an example. My North node is in Capricorn. So I was always meant to be an entrepreneur, right? I was meant to own my own business, but I was also meant to learn how to set more boundaries and be less emotionally attached to people in my life or to, you know, even my home, because, you know, if we go a little deeper, if there's a North node, then there's a South node. So the the South node is where we're comfortable. And it's something we've already mastered in a past life that shows us our gifts in this lifetime, something we're really good at. And with that, we may get stuck in that comfort zone. And so I've noticed, I'm a perfect example of this. I've noticed where people may choose a career path that is their South node. Mm. And then they are realizing just because I'm good at this doesn't mean I want to do this for the rest of my life. And that's when they have that little midlife crisis, which is always a little fun. And then (laughs) they move into their North node. So I'll give you my example. My South node is in cancer. So what did I want to do? I wanted to be a teacher. I wanted to work with kids, right? And then I learned I'm really good at working with kids. I love children, but I do not belong in a classroom teaching children (laughs) all day, every day for eight hours a day. It's just not my path for the rest of my life. But it was a core lesson I needed to learn. I needed to see what that was like. And then I grew into my North Node in Capricorn, which was creating a business. And the beauty of my business is I still believe I am a teacher in my own way, you mm-hmm. know? So, so yeah. it's not like one, it's not that the North node is the only way and the South node, you don't work with it. So I, I want to remind people of that. It's learning how to balance the two. So, you know, cancer for me is family and home. And I'm very close with my family and, you know, very close with my mom, you know? So it's not saying that like, neglect that part of you. Um, it's just showing, you know, I can't stay there. I need to grow into my own thing. So, you know, I did move out of my hometown. I did move out of my mom's house, you know, like these were initiations for me and Mm -hmm. it was hard. I'm not going to lie. It was really difficult, (laughs) but you know, that's the growth. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for that. You can dig, dig, dig into astrology, like probably forever. And that's what I love about it is there's always something else to learn. And it's like, oh, that's cool. Oh, that makes more sense, you know? And so like, as you're learning and digging, you know, and and currently we still have North and South nodes as a collective, right? And so 
it's it's just really cool to just kind of like you said balance those out it's like well collectively we're a part of the collective so and mm -hmm. you know currently here's where all the planets are here's where all the placements are mm -hmm. but then on an individual level this is how i can navigate the collective energy right now yeah. <laughs> yes. like that's kind of what you use astrology for and yeah it's really cool so yeah. well thank you so much for diving into some of that with us and i could talk to you forever about all of this just because i i i do i love it so can you tell us where we can find you where we can follow your work where we can book a session with you all the good stuff yeah for sure so my name is danielle rosado on facebook so for anyone who wants to follow me through there they can um if they want to find me on instagram or TikTok, even it's aligned with danielle um i do like to post you know astrology updates uh for as many different transits as i'm intuitively feeling pulled that the collective needs to hear about um i like to also bring a lot of like just real life examples of what's happening so that people can see you know how it's relatable it's not something that's just me teaching the knowledge I also help you understand how I integrate it how you can integrate it in your life um and yeah if anyone ever was interested in you know booking a birth chart reading or if there's any entrepreneurs who would be interested in I do um specific readings for business owners um and if they want to like you know strategize their offers and get some clarification of dates they can work with etc um my website danielrosado.com all of my offers are on there and yeah and if anyone was ever interested in even just learning I also teach it within my membership and I have courses so you can have fun exploring and I would just be happy to connect either way. So yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And we're going to do a little bonus episode um, that I'll post just after this one. And so if you've caught this, you love what you've been listening to. Danielle and I are going to dive a little bit deeper into what's currently going on right now in 2023 and mm -hmm kind of looking ahead at the rest of this year, what we can kind of look forward to as far as major transits and what that means. Mm -hmm. um, Danielle's awesome enough to be willing to break it down for us a little bit. So again, we can get a sneak peek. So stay tuned for that. Thank you so much, Danielle. I really appreciated you being here today. Yeah, for sure. This was so much fun. Thank you for having me. And thank you for everyone who is listening. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you loved this episode, hit follow, share it with a friend, and send me a comment. I read all of the comments myself, and I really love hearing from you. I hope you have an amazing day, and I've definitely got more awesome episodes coming your way. Take care.